Yo, summertime days in the summertime rays. How do I love thee? Let me number the ways. One, love how the sun is untamed. So much rain, that time the summertime came. Choose for the music we bump when we cruise. And I might go deaf, but that's up with a soothing three. It's for the company, chilling comfortably up in the summer. Welcome to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and social commentary from an Asian American perspective. I'm your host, Marvin Yue, here along with my co host, Christine Michi Chang. What's up, everyone? Hey, and now we're here today with uh, <gasps> Andrew Rose. Andre Rosa. Producer, filmmaker. <laughs> How's it going, guys? All Muy around. Bien. I don't know why I turned Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely. Really Try to cool. snazz your name. No, your name's awesome. Andrew Rose. It's oh. Trey Chic. It's very. It's apparently worth a lot online because someone's sitting on your your URL. It's, it's kind of annoying, but you know it's okay. We were just talking yeah. about owning our our names on social media. <laughs> it's annoying. I can't believe the person that has Instagram has Minji is literally my name. Yeah, she's Minji Chang. Like, you got yours for ten dollars. You said. Oh, I got MarvinUA dot com for like ten bucks a year. I, nice. just, I haven't built it yet, but. I have it. You can now because you're a podcast producer, amongst other things. Yeah, but I still need other. So the thing is, I was tempted because you know how in these um, online like URL farms, whatever, name.com, whatever, they always try to sell you other yeah, yeah, URLs. Yeah. So I very nearly bought MarvinUR.Ninja. <laughs> wow, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. You can do lots of things now, apparently. Because cool. also like dot is cool. And All like, right. Are well, you- <laughs> I'm going to revisit this now. <laughs> <laughs> Dot party. Cool. <laughs> There's dot party. What? So you could be Minji dot party. That's not fitting though. Mm. Minji dot drama queen. Minji Chang ah. is dot party. There you Having go. a dot party. Very cool. I don't know. Yeah. We'll look into that. Yeah. So we're actually recording on a Sunday today, even though we're still releasing on Wednesday. Who knows what's going to happen in the next three days? I know. So if anything breaks, so we'll catch you next week, I guess. Um, including Minji starting UCB next this week. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Excited. Or you, you started two days ago, apparently. Oh, yeah. This is Wednesday, so I started two days ago. So, oh, my God. It's amazing. So <laughs> awesome that you like totally <laughs> caught the eye of Amy Poehler and now is their protege. You know? I know. This is, my, this is me actualizing my dream, people. <laughs> I could have... I mean, because there's a lot of really great improv um, courses and troops all over LA. But, of course, I had to go to Amy's. It's only fitting. <laughs> I mean, I watched Ask Cat on YouTube. It was hilarious, and I just, yeah. it's. I'm I'm pretty nervous. Like I'm excited. I'm just gonna go be ridiculous. I need to be very very unreserved. I, you've done improv before, though, right? I have, but it was like at the YWCA. It was in class, and those are people that I was really comfortable with, which is great. Okay. But this is gonna be very very brand new environment. I heard that there's a really wide variety of people who go. So there's people who show up. Who are pros pretty much but you have to start at square one with ucb mm-hmm. i think the same thing goes with like groundlings and um io but you have to start so there's people who start in 101 which i'm starting tomorrow and they are just they're ready to you know be on snl and then you have oh, yeah. total noobs more so like me like but i mean i think having been through improv before i think you're more prepared than like a total noob. Yeah, true. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to expose you to the wildest everything possible, you know, the spectrum. So you're going to see the craziest thing. Yeah, that's what I've been told. And I'm just like, I've heard it so many times. I'm like, what is this going to be? Yeah. And then you're going to figure out where you fit on that spectrum after you've seen the, you know everything so. i fully pre- am preparing myself to fail like that's what you have to do like you have to be very just 
fly yeah. by the seat of your pants. You don't also have to be not be afraid to fail. Exactly. Right? Not dwell on it and not right. try to force things. I think that's the thing that you learn very early on in improv is that, you know, the more you try to force things, the more you try to control, the yeah. harder everything is for everyone. Oh, yeah. Because like there's you see people when they're like formulating the next thing that they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Then when they're doing that, they're not listening to their partner. So you don't actually know what the hell just happened and it could like fall flat really quickly that's yeah. what's really hard that's why i'm like excited about but i'm we'll see well we're excited to hear your uh, your report next week on your first week of improv oh it's exciting time have you guys, have either of you guys tried improv before um i think i talked about it before but i did it as part of my um, oh, mb orientation they forced us to take three classes so <laughs> so i've done i've had th- like mm, nine hours three times three yeah nine hours under my belt good that's good did you have to be able to define improv though because yes we improv all the time every day so this is very true (laughs) have you ever done like a stage no but uh, yes in any sort of like formal setting where they're like get up and do stuff andrew um no you're total behind the camera guy then i I know i don't even like being in front of a camera so yeah you really don't probably kill me i just snapchatted andrew and he was like mad uncomfortable he's like like, why would you do that why why am i here beginners improv is really more i don't know if it's, it's the same everywhere else but for us the first, even the first session, we didn't do any like speaking games. It was oh. all non-speaking, like visualization and soft, soft, um, soft perception games. So things were like you can't move until the person next to you move, but you can't look at them, and huh. you can just feel the room. And like that's actually a yeah. really important skill. Yeah, that's super important because I've known people soft who, focus. That's what we call it, soft focus. Because people yeah. walk into rooms all the time, and you don't you don't get like what the vibe is. Yeah. And like everyone's really like tense or pissed off. You're like, hey, what's up? Like, <laughs> yeah, and then, um, didn't read the room. Didn't well, read the we room. We kind of did like pseudo drinking games where it's, I, I only say it because we've also, I have also played a drinking version of this, but you know, you're trying to count to 20, but you don't know when anyone else is going to say Oh, it. you have to bounce yeah. around. And then if, if you double up, then you start over. Mm. You know? And whoever messes up has to drink. Well, in the drinking game version that I played in college, yes. But in the, in the improv class version, I don't think like... We didn't drink. No. I would love to start an improv, and I would love to invite Andrew. Oh, I think you'd be really good. I well, it, it's funny because improv in a in a class setting is totally different than like like I just said. Like with my friends in, in college, <laughs> my friends in life, my friends in college, they were so good at just this back and forth banter that you would define an improv as something you know really good. But yeah. in their real lives, they were great at on the fly comedy and really knowing exactly how just super quick what to say next. Yeah. right after something else. That's totally. Comic stuff that's totally SNL stuff that's improv stuff that's just being really witty on the fly. Like, and I think I learned how to do it, was basically a class for me how to do it just being around them for sure. And it was amazing. And I feel like I'm so much better as a person in being able to keep up in a conversation and know what to say next because of that. You're hilarious. Like, when we have conversations, nah. just, you just you have very he has like super, super dry humor. So uh-huh. it's like one of those snide, like well, that was dumb or like whatever, <laughs> but it's like executed. And, and I was thinking about timing. that. I was like, why am I like that? And then I realized <laughs> it's probably because of, like I had some practice or something. Good. I don't know I mean, exactly how much time to leave in between, you know, the silence <laughs> before I was saying, well, that was dumb. You know, like <laughs> it is. That's comedic comedy, timing. You know? And you know, they gonna say be a great comedic director one day. Yeah. You're going to make the next super bad. Or... There you go. Exactly. Right no, because it. that's, and that's something that, well, they say that you can't learn it. They say like either you have it and you can detect it or like you have like a natural propensity for it or you just kind of, there's tons of people who have yeah. awful timing and you just <laughs> you just miss the mark all right. the time. Yeah. So, no, that's a really good thing to I guess discover about yourself. Definitely. The dry humor. Well, yeah. that was dumb. <laughs> well, our guest Andrew is a professional filmmaker producer. You work for us 
Scooter Brown, right? Uh, Scooter Brown, Brown, yeah, he's uh, he's well, he's a manager for a bunch of different artists, but mm-hmm. one in particular that I've been working with for a few years, Tori Kelly, is nice. uh, the latest. Tori! Yeah, we've been, such a fan. I love her. She's great, <laughs> and we've been for the past uh, four or five weeks or so. We've been uh, really doing. It's been a hectic schedule of being on tour around the for the most part domestic cities but yeah u.s mm-hmm. tour for the most part so. so you're just capturing like tour footage for her and putting together or yeah my role is a lot of things but at the very basic of it is just to capture the moments uh at the time and also who knows what we're going to need it for in the future mm-hmm. so uh, it's it's a strange it's a different type of a job rather than say what you guys are talking about playwrights and screenplays whatever mm-hmm. where it's a very scripted we know exactly. This is the shot. Even we need. even a commercial or or anything showing up to a target shoot, you know exactly what needs to be captured and stuff like that. Well, my job, you don't know what needs to be captured. You're improving. Yeah, you're ba- <laughs> well. You're capturing everything so yeah. that later on you can put yeah. something together out of it. We have similar experience. Like we do collaboration shows, and you know we just tell our guys just capture like have the all ha- the things have the have <laughs> the camera at the uh, direct the stage, but run around and capture what you can, see yeah. what we can use, and you're you're pretty, pretty much just you know storing memories to like. Put right. together in a future future project, right? Right, yeah. and the biggest thing is you don't know what you're going to need later. You don't yeah. know if this moment. You don't even know what moments are about to happen. Like right. you don't know if, like, for example, would have some certain guest artists that come out on tour, come out and perform with her on stage. You know, sometimes I wouldn't even know that that was happening. It happened so late. Yeah, and and you, so you're there with the camera, so and all of a sudden they're ready, on stage now. You know? Okay, so <laughs> it's practice, and after a few years, it's it's really cool to just. It, to make it all work so. well i mean your footage has been amazing i've been so lucky because andrew gets I, I totally won't get you in trouble but i get to see sneak peeks before some stuff <laughs> gets out so i feel really lucky and it's really cool just because for me i've been a tori kelly fan for so so long yeah. since early days of youtube because i i discovered her through aj Raphael, like a lot of people did yeah. and and that's she how was, i met aj actually I, I met tori through aj she was i mean they were awesome and they're they're super bffs and they're so talented and they would sing all these awesome songs together so to watch her go from that to like what she is now hearing her on the radio freaked out like i was like oh my god it's gay totally and you know i've only met her once and she's such a lovely person but i felt like it was like a friend had like oh my god she's it's great crazy. i don't think i've ever listened i'll, I'll go listen to her after this Tori Kelly, yeah. yeah i mean she's just she's so refreshing because there's something very very um authentic about her like that's what i always loved like she has not only does she have a really great voice but it's like you feel like it's your friend singing to you about stuff that you both get I don't know. Yeah, well, that's part of the biggest appeal. I mean, she's very down to earth. She's a yeah, regular yeah. girl. I mean, it's super cool. And she's also she. That's how she is. She's yeah. not. It's not like a front or anything. She's like super that. sweet. Oh and, my god. And she's been doing like, it's kind of strange because they always say the more the longer you are in the industry, the more jaded or the more uh, it, you will change or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she's been doing this since she was eleven. She's twenty two now. She's been doing this for eleven years. What? And she's been signed to multiple different labels. And she's been, you know she was on TV shows. She started. I think it was America's Most Talented Kid when she was eleven. I think that's what it was. Mm. And um, you know she's been doing it for forever. She's been in. She's been through the ups and downs. And I think she's finally found uh, a fit where of her team where she's at a good place and, and it's all working out. But the best part is she hasn't really. She's just, you know strong and not going to change because anyone tells her to. Right. Um, but she's still the down to earth, you know, girl that everyone kind of fell in love with on the YouTube side of things, and so so it, I think it's the best of all worlds right now. That's awesome. Cool. That's well, really refreshing to hear. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of Minji's 
direct behind the scenes access to uh, things you probably shouldn't be looking at. Um, <laughs> no, for the record, I need to for me to edit. I need to bounce it off of someone, like a friend or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so like I can't just do it myself. I'm not right all of the time. So so if all your other producers need to bounce off your secret projects, there you go. Minji. I'm happily <laughs> secure that website. Yes, yeah. Minji. no i think it but that's what i get to learn that's what i feel really really just i feed off of it like i've been friends with andrew for a long time and to watch you i mean just like that's what i've kind of gotten to experience it's like you sharing all your different stuff not just tori kelly but like everything the dance stuff the vegas stuff the you know everything and watching you transform literally before my eyes through video, like how sophisticated it's gotten, how clean and like it's awesome. And for me, I get to kind of learn because then I get to learn. Oh, I was like, oh, that whatever, you know, and it helps me for all the other things. Yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to um, touch on this. I know you could go back a long time. Like, how'd you guys, you know, first? Meet? I, I don't even know. It's back in the Bay, remember. right? You guys met in the Bay? Or? I don't know if we met in the Bay. I feel like it was, I feel like I already lived in LA. I think you already lived here and too, you, but you I, I knew of you for so long. Yeah. And Andrew Cast. Dio, mm-hmm. Silver Drew, shout out, um, knew you already. Like a bunch of people did. So I knew of It was you a mutual friends thing. Somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever those mutual friends and were. And then randomly when I was in the Bay and you were visiting or something, we like randomly got coffee. Okay. In the Bay. In I'm the Bay. To, San Leandro, remember. was that the first? Oh, no, that wasn't. That was... That wasn't the first. But, okay, uh, we definitely did that. Definitely. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the first time I met this guy. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, no, and it's been like it's been so cool to. Yeah, I'm such a huge fan. I love being fans of my friends. No, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I knew of you as well, and you, you know, we're both trying to, you know, run our own whatever it is that it is. You know, we don't know fully what it's about to be. <laughs> the hustle. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're still trying to figure it out. I think it's the coolest part. The so. fledglings. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen Minji's uh, latest video project? Oh, God. Oh, is it the one with John? Yeah, yeah. the one with Yeah, John that was amazing. Yeah. That was so good. That was like acting debut. That was, was real. I like, that was my first taste of I mean, of you it, had yeah. done it on stage. Like, I saw you on stage acting at that collab yeah yeah but that wasn't even like i was supposed to be such a tiny part it was so random no but it was a part and it was something that i hadn't seen before yeah so i thought that was super cool and then now i see it on on screen and i'm like all right that's super cool too so (laughs) now i'm seeing all these progressions in your world as well that was really like that's where i got the taste of like you that's why i was like i kind of felt like i was starting to understand what you go through in just terms of like you make stuff you plot it out you yeah. know you have this idea you edit it and like john and i it was so fun working with john because not only he, you know, he's my roommate but we had had this idea percolating for months and we have such trust in each other like that's why i could be very vocal of like oh no you know what i think this could work here why don't we make this shorter and that moment move it here and it'll be stronger and blah 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 that kind of like back and forth we were both so proud of the last um you know the final result but then to share it with the entire oh, yeah, yeah. oh my god i had <laughs> yeah. a panic attack no, marvin was there for that that's actually mm-hmm. kind of how tori and i work too we have this weird we we bounce off each other we like you know we really like working with each other and yeah. we're comfortable working with each other yeah and so I, I don't know how we got over the we just put we're really good at just putting it out there now like whatever video it is because it's something you have just, to like stomach all the time you're just like okay do it I, I feel like we've gotten to the point where like all right we've done this enough it's, it's fine let's just put it out <laughs> yes yeah. i mean that's kind of how this podcast started yeah like, let's just do it let's put it up there yeah, well yeah. he was so pushy and like i'm grateful for that because i was so like no yeah we're not no yeah did you feel that i mean were you like super nervous when it first came out you seem really like 
sure of it, which I that helped me. I wasn't I was really like, nervous because I was more nervous about whether or not we could sustain an hour or so. I, I had a feeling that we could, uh-huh. but you were I, so like <laughs> not into it. <laughs> I was like, I can't talk for an hour. An what did you say? And it was like an hour and a half. Yeah. Even though we always talk at coffee shops for way longer than that. See, we'll just meet up for like 20 minutes. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I knew. Like, I knew we can fill the time. Yeah. I just, you know. I was discouraging yeah. the crap out of him. It's like, no, we can't, Marvin. I don't even know why we're doing this. Why are we talking? And it wasn't I that like an I was... hour complaining. <laughs> it wasn't even that I was worried that no one would listen to us because I, don't, I didn't really care if no one listened to us. It was just, all right, I already bought the equipment so we should <laughs> well, at least well, we try it like you know? do this then yeah yeah that's what and i really really appreciate that and i feel like the podcast is another extension of like what i appreciate about people and this is something i talk about with race on all the time our friend race on who's a social media director for a film production company like i just have a lot of respect off the bat for people who do things that they say they're going to do if they have an idea and it just doesn't stay an idea they're like okay we're going to try this could suck no one could pay attention to it other yeah. people really might not like it, but you know what? Gonna do it. Automatically, I'm like, good for you. That's that's honestly the only people that I would like to be ever be surrounded around. That's that's kind of what I'm trying to keep it that way. And you are now. <laughs> I, I, I'm doing that myself, but I also like to keep closely around the people that if they're gonna say they're gonna do it. Yeah. I, I'm very cutthroat now, black and white, and very just like, no, if you're gonna say it, do it. Yeah. Like, there's no time to just say words anymore yeah. exactly. and now we're at episode 23 hey, i know closing up on half a year of doing Man. this i can't believe that's <laughs> insane so we are like at the halfway no well yeah because there's 52 weeks in the year mm-hmm. divide that by 26. two is yeah. 26 that's so awesome. we're about three episodes away from half Very a year cool. we're we gonna have a party I don't know. Any excuses for a party. So I want to be part of this and there's a better be pizza. So <laughs> down. Yeah. See that's the so I've been reading up on just you no know, podcast stuff online, you know, just to prepare to produce this thing and there's always this thing where like you either sometimes they discourage putting episode numbers on it uh-huh. because then you feel compelled to celebrate the milestones. But I feel like whereas if it's just like the date and just like each episode is just a date, then you, that's not on your mind. But I kind of feel like I want to I like I want to be able to claim milestones. milestones not hard you, know? to, you could celebrate that. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But that then I don't. Awesome. I can't afford pizza. So oh, well then, I will buy pizza. Well, I can, I can buy a bunch of five dollar pizzas from Little Caesars. That sounds awesome. No, there's Lanzini's around here. Probably five dollars for a large. They, no. Is it hot and ready? But can I walk in no, and walk out with No, you know what? Pizza? I'll top both all of that. I'm getting Costco pizza. Oh, girl. Then you gotta drive. I'm there. gonna get IKEA pizza. Has anyone ever had pizza? Just I show up. I literally go to IKEA. And oh my god, I can't believe I'm saying this publicly. But <laughs> I go to IKEA. I park in the I park in the loading zone. So I go into the loading zone, and the pizza's right there. So I get two I slices of pizza. Oh, it's in the it's in the checkout area. Yeah, it's, it's not in the, the restaurant. Yeah, they have pizza. And they have pizza and ice cream. I remember, so they yeah. do a two slices of pizza and a drink for four dollars. What? And I park in the loading zone. I eat I eat the pizza <laughs> right there. And I get back in my car and go about <laughs> go about my day. So you're close to IKEA too, right? Yeah, I'm really close. So it's, oh my god, because like everyone's there loading unloading. They're not gonna, yeah. they're not going to notice a car there yeah. just staying there for and like I'm five minutes. I'm not there minutes. that long. Yeah. He I'm just, just like saunters you know. in. He's like, "What's up, guys? <laughs> yeah, it's mom, amazing. right? That's, amazing. That's a mom bed. A I got yeah. all you guys. IKEA, two slices of pizza and a drink for four bucks. Come on. That's like when I used to work in when I was in Carlsbad working for that urban planning firm that I used to work for. The, uh, there was a Costco on the way home, so I just 
grab a slice of pepperoni and yeah the hot dog and or drink. like the hot dog and the drink the 150 deal is oh yeah pretty exactly. sweet it's not bad yeah. and their ice, ice cream, cream i had that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i had the saucer it was giant because mm. they don't fill the cup only like they go way <laughs> above it. it yeah yeah that's like the thing that's 35. great about the costcos on the west coast is the food courts are on the outside oh, are the they one all on the, outside? the one that i lived in the near in maryland the food courts inside of course because so of weather so i couldn't even go inside without a card but I thought food courts mm, yeah, were yeah. always like exceptional. Like you can you can always access the food really? court. With, I, I don't know. I thought that's mm. what it was. I heard that you could do that here, whether or not you can. Well, because they're all outside, so they don't check. Yeah. But no, no, no. There's one like in Pleasant, not Pleasanton, Livermore, which is near where I lived. That one's inside. Oh. Yeah. And we used to go in there. Just walk inside? And grub. Maybe I just didn't try it. We couldn't buy the TVs, you know, <laughs> even though I wanted to. Those TVs, like, make... I walked by the display and I was like, I need this. The Vizios? <laughs> Can't Nothing. be worse than Target. Like, Target is the place you show up for the one thing and you leave with the seven and you didn't even get the one thing you needed. Precisely. Mm-hmm. I was so. going to say, and you didn't get the yeah. first thing you went for. I needed laundry detergent, but See, I I'm, needed all these things. I'm better at it now because I just walk in and buy, like, my toothpaste. That's my, very, you know, very adult in, of you. be line out. But yeah. when I... So whenever I moved, whenever I used to move, because um, I moved a lot, I moved to San Diego, moved back to LA, moved to Maryland, the first stop would always be the Target. And you just, you know, you buy the bathroom mats, you buy the towels, yeah, you yeah. buy, and then you start thinking, like, maybe I do need these plates. And maybe <laughs> I need this water filter. Yep. And maybe I need this dish rack. It's a problem. Well, I guess I should fill my pantry while I'm at it. And all of a sudden, I'm like spending twice as what I should be Yeah. on like... Moving in stuff. My trip to Target, any trip to Target is not a cheap trip. I always yeah. leave with many, many, many things. Even Ikea. Like I, the disclaimer was I show up for pizza, I leave with a TV. So, <laughs> a and problem. a stand. Right. And the stand. And the matching coffee table. It's a problem. Oh, yeah. the Tis. This one. I've had this one. The one we're recording on. On every apartment I've ever had. I used to have the smaller version. Yeah. I've upgraded. This is my upgraded and this version. This is like only 47 cents. So it's great. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> So, exactly. Except this middle part, this um, like storage area underneath, always breaks. Don't break it. This, then you buy another on one wood. for forty-seven cents. Yeah, this is true. So it's yeah. okay. This is very true. But yeah, I don't know how we got on 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 this tangent. What were we talking about? I don't know. Oh, pizza I party. Said pizza party. Right. Mm. So yeah, Stone. this is episode twenty-three, where we've been. I actually went back to listen to our greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Our greatest and, hits. Um, nice. <laughs> there's been a couple couple bangers. Yeah. Yeah. The one with Christine. Yeah, that was a good one. That's still our most popular one yeah, until today's. We talked about women in media. Awesome. Or like how women are like absent from new media. Yeah, those Not of you absent, those of like... you listening in because Andrew Rose is on this podcast, check out our old episodes. No, there's yeah. like really I'm great sure ones. There's just ones where like, you know, there's a lot happening. I don't know, it's always just like the vibe and and what has happening currently in the world. Like I'm right now all I'm thinking about is fireworks because I saw a couple more today. I was like, "Really?" Oh yeah. People were like shooting off their leftover fireworks. Yeah. See, fireworks are, are illegal in my city, in San Gabriel. So, are they? I thought they're illegal everywhere. Am I no, wrong? there's a Smarty Park, I think. You can sell them and shoot them off. Like, I think City of San Gabriel, it's illegal, but other parts of LA, it's. I was in Silver illegal. Lake and they were going off everywhere. <laughs> and it scared the living bejesus out of me. The oh. best is when you're in Asia or something or not not for fourth of july but for like, like for, uh, new for like new year's yeah we used to shoot them off the roof for i, need to go I was in manila for for, <laughs> for uh new year's it is a war zone oh my god it's crazy yeah. i remember shooting rockets out off the roof of our apartment building just oh. it's scary i'm i mean i'm just like a jumpy person mm-hmm. 
I get from my grandma. But it was like I it was beautiful and it was awesome to like have it so like right there, but it was frightening the crap out of me and every time it went like <laughs> yep. wanted to duck and cover. I mean sometimes like a lot of times things go wrong. Like, you know, for those rockets, sometimes you you need to stand them up somehow. So you put it in the shoe. And the I'm shoe sorry. tips over. We are in like the worst drought of all time. <laughs> And everything is super dry, and it's July in Los Angeles. I was so scared that there's there were definitely fire trucks. You know, I'm sure that they're all on like red alert last oh, night. Yeah. I'm sure someone blew off his hand. Oh, uh, see, always. also that, <laughs> also that, because I have two brothers. One, oh, one yeah, there of was a seen. there was a um, a clickbait link about how I guess some off duty cop shot a firework off his head and killed himself. Yeah, people are dumb. For I, fireworks. No, that's just I evolution. Actually, that's Darwin. I I believe that they should be fully legal. And, you know, anyone could buy them anywhere. Well, I mean, maybe let's set an age. But, you know, (laughs) I think it should be legal just like it is in Asia where it's not really regulated or anything. It's population control. If you're dumb enough to do this, (laughs) then then let it be that way. Come on. Like, I don't know why we're trying to stop people from ruining something. Yeah. As long as it's themselves. So (laughs) And nothing else. Right. Well, yesterday there was a guy who was shooting Roman candles. And he was like not angling it properly, yeah. and it was literally sh- like this close from shooting into his neighbor's house. And I was yeah. like, "What the f- is wrong with you?" And his neighbor's like this old man, and he comes out into the yard to like see what the hell is going on, and he almost like yeah. a Roman candle almost well, like. And that's that's why they're. I think that's why they're illegal here because they, most people are going to harm someone else. Yeah, but I I actually miss the times where like. It's, I, I'm just referencing the Philippines, for example. Like it's it's just un, unregulated, and everyone does it. But everyone also is on their own. Like everyone for themselves. Mm-hmm. They still remember what it's like to protect themselves. Yeah, they're not like here, where it's just like if you get hurt, then I gotta go cry wolf. Someone to go ask someone for whatever. But it, over there, it's just like you 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 know you stay out of the line of fire. Yeah. You you <laughs> don't move be over dumb. there right now. Well, well, you know, I'm gonna point upward. I'm, I'm just saying, like you can do whatever you want there. And where you're still, most of the people are still alive. Like, right. You know, you, well, know you, you know how the kids say it's all YOLO, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all about the YOLO. Well, let them all do that because the <laughs> saying, they will be gone. And the saying will also be gone because everyone yeah. that said it is gone. <laughs> Blasted their head off. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> just well, that's it. just a sign of how well traveled you are because I never got to spend New Year's or anything like major holidays outside of this country. I mm. want to. I really want to. I heard it's. I heard it's so epic because you see all the YouTube links or whatever, like the most oh, yeah. amazing yeah. like fireworks displays and blah blah blah. And I was like, I've yeah. never experienced those in person. I think um, like 2013, 2012, I was in Taiwan for the um, Taipei 101 fireworks. Basically, they, it was the tallest um, building in the world before oh, yeah. the um, Dubai building. Mm-hmm. What? Was tall, but so to like commemorate, they set it all up with fireworks and just. Poof, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, most of the country's got a great display of you know whether whether it's Sydney or even yeah Dubai now yeah. they got a crazy one. So I watched um, the San Francisco. Well, I felt like the one where they did. I think it was like the 85th anniversary of the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was even bigger than Fourth of July when they did the fireworks mm-hmm. for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I didn't get to see it in person. I just watched it oh. um, live streaming and photos and womp womp. I do miss. Um, we used to go to uh, when I was in DC to watch the fireworks shoot out the Potomac. And that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude! Fourth of July in the DC must have been amazing. But then getting back is a nightmare. Yeah, oh, that's everywhere. Yeah. So well, okay. One of them was supposed to be epic. I went to Pier Thirty Nine mm. in San Francisco, and I watched fog kind of glow. Yeah, I've done, <laughs> I've done that enough to not do that it anymore. It was so, so bad. That was the only time. Yeah. It was just dense, and I was like, 
Okay. Yeah, I heard that's what it was yesterday. And yeah, I, I like heard that too. That's they should just not. <laughs> because yeah. the fireworks are expensive. They're yeah. incredibly and expensive. If you're shooting a place where there's like 99, percent it's gonna be foggy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Here's the thing that a lot of people like. There's songs about it. San Francisco, like the coldest winter I ever spent was July or summer in San Francisco. July is freaking awful weather in the bay it's cold it's really cold in san francisco specifically the peninsula mm. is like cold i remember i moved to san francisco from oakland in july and it rained it was cloudy cold and rainy the day i, I was like i made a mistake <laughs> like i shouldn't yeah. be here that was i mean i lived in daly city for four years going to san francisco state yeah and, and i it, it's got to be one of the worst experiences of residence <laughs> because i can see the 75 degrees and sunny yeah like from where i was <laughs> yeah but i was in this this microclimate that only daily city experiences right where it's foggy and i can't see the street in front of me yeah but i could see over there this the sunny <laughs> you know oh my god i've never seen anything like that before so four <laughs> years of waking up with fog going to sleep with fog but just drive two miles that way you're fine <laughs> yeah sunshine that should be like a video it's like um oh. that would be like a really great video thing, like, over there is the promised yeah. land. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> yeah. What did you? What was your major at SF? I never actually asked you any stuff about your college experience. What did you study at SF State? I took film. At okay. A, oh, I don't know what it was actually called, but basically a film degree, and I also got a business degree under that. And nice. that was kind of like the fallback, just in case the film didn't work out. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, both of them ended up being useful. So running my own little film thing. So it's 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 great. But at the time, it wasn't that great. Like, it, mm -hmm. there was just so many factors that I didn't like about what was going on at SF State. Like, I I didn't like my classes. I For the most part, I didn't, I was not having a good experience in the academic side of everything. Okay. I had, you know, plenty of good times and hanging out with friends and learning what, just experiencing life. That's the great part of college. That's a part of college that people forget about. Right. They think it's all about school yeah. and but Tests and yeah, yeah, yeah. Midterms which I guess it. it's supposed to be too. And I didn't just, I didn't care because I was showing up and I was getting taught by professors that also didn't really feel like they wanted to be there. Mm. And there was this saying, and it's not, of course, not true all of the time, but there's a saying, if you can't do teach. Mm -hmm. And I was seeing that all too much in my classes. And uh, so a lot of the film class, I, if, if I learned anything about film schools, I didn't need to go to film school. Mm. School is definitely important for certain fields, but I don't, the arts field is an interesting place to, you know, it's a 50-50 whether or not you're going to learn anything. Yeah, that's always been kind of the, the thing with arts, especially in university. You know, it's right. practical versus theoretical. Right. And especially like UCSD, our arts departments were all about the experimental. Mm -hmm. So even if you didn't really learn anything practical, you were exposed to a lot of like really crazy stuff. Yeah, that, and, like, you, and you did something on. new. Yeah. And it was like, see, that's the problem about my film classes were that it felt like that they were saying, watch Hitchcock movies and make movies like this. Mm -hmm. And I was, I kept for, for years, I was like, no, that's not how you do it. Yeah, there might be a structure, a beginning, middle, and end of how to make a film. There might be a script. There might be certain things that exist, but there's no one right way to make this thing. It's like if trying to tell someone how to write a book, yeah, right. you got chapters, but yeah. there's, you know, don't have to make th about this all the time. It's so not this template that you just like right. drop it and drag. Like there yeah. was, and, 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 if drag they and were, drop. And if it was, if they were smarter than me, then maybe they were in, in a sense that they were doing this on purpose mm -hmm. to enrage you. <laughs> to be like, no, I'm not going to take part this. part of a plan. Yeah. <laughs> then they're way smarter than me. But, but that's what it made me trap. do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A month after I graduated, I started a media production company with a few partners. We were just friends hanging out and we called it Square Martin. And it was just 
stupid dumb videos of us messing around. we were already hanging out with each other every day mm-hmm. we were just like hey we could make videos and hey we could make a channel out of this hey we could start making money off of this so a month after we graduated i started a media production company and and that was partly majority due to that that fire in me from college of saying no this i'm gonna go do it myself do it. yeah yeah i'm gonna show you it was that and i think a lot of people need that but your first is all high five each other yeah we sure put Andrew on the right road. Yeah, they're doing that. <laughs> that was totally not their. That was totally their yeah, plan. Yeah, but that's actually yeah. how the YouTube world kind of worked. It, it, the YouTube music at its infancy. That's how I, I kind of started in the video world was was through Gay Bondock and Jeremy Patchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. those are the first guys that I worked with, and they were also some of the first guys that had made music on YouTube mm-hmm. um, or posting covers and whatnot. And that that whole idea kind of started because of the rebellious the labels didn't want them mm-hmm. and it, it was an overwhelming force of saying like screw you guys i could go do it myself right yeah. um and and there just happened to be a platform that was allowing them to do it now right yeah and then, then they started getting bigger and growing their own independent following and then after that the labels are like no 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 wait we want you again <laughs> so it was it, that's that was it's such, how a, it it's, it's such a back and forth because like we talk about this on our podcast all the time mm-hmm. of like that mm-hmm. sense of um, validation of like, well, what at this point it's just so gray because really, who needs who, right? Or and yeah. and what really benefits you and what's your style and what's your what are you giving up? Because you know, there's a, there's a whole concept and we you and I have talked about this so much. Like when you become an artist and you're you're gunning for that um, the professional level, and usually people imagine and not incorrectly that it entails a certain level of sacrifice or compromising of self in order to, you know what I mean, totally. become a commodity yeah. because you have to be sellable, right? Yeah. You have to, and, and you have to appeal to a mass audience or whatever, or you have to follow what the, and that's interesting because you've, you're now really kind of like experiencing all those worlds from your camera standpoint, you know? So I feel like you get to just kind of be this fly on the wall and sponge it all in. Yeah. And definitely. I've, I've kind of been in the same position with Marvin. Like we've dealt with so many different facets of like live production and, um, booking artists and things like that and what people want audience side what we want what the artist wants is it's right. a really i don't know it's it's chaotic but it's it keeps you on your toes it's pretty crazy uh, my friend recently said you're a star now no time f- no no fun for you anymore or something like that i can't remember <laughs> what she said yeah. but it was just like it's kind of true sometimes when you start seeing some successes you're also it's because you're work, you have no life. It's because you're 100% of your day and your time is going towards this thing that you passionately want. Well, yeah. And that's what we're all doing. And so we, we, we talk about it all the time. We don't have time yeah. or energy to, do, to just go out and have a drink. We can't yeah. even, or coffee. And he yeah. lives right by me. Yeah. You know what I mean? He lives like 10 minutes away. If we're like, I'll see you maybe in a few weeks. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. Well, he's always traveling. That's well, true. There's that. Or me too. But it, yeah, it's, it's either that or scheduling thing. But for the most part, it's like we're just devoting so much other time towards the things that take a lot of time to create. Well, yeah. so. Right. I mean, we hear it all the time, like people who break through, it's not because all of a sudden they got lucky and got discovered. It's because they worked their ass off until yeah. they got to the point where... Persistence. Like something happens, yeah. you know? I mean, that's, it just really ups your chances because when you get out there, and that's a, that's an interesting thing too. You never know which thing that you did, which project reached who, right? Mm-hmm. It could be like the completely random, it could be like a vine, you know? It could be right. a random performance that you did in an open mic night with like a producer sitting right there enjoying their latte, whatever, right? Like yeah. it's really um, happenstance, which is really cool, but that's just which, like... Which means that you just have to 
do everything and every opportunity and then be your best yeah and you have no idea which one's going to help or hurt yeah but you got to do it all because ultimately it's going to lead you to where you want to go right yeah is the idea anyway have you experienced the level of like seeing or, or experiencing people like amongst your friends or even yourself like be careful what you wish for oh totally i mean uh, i mean it's not not necessarily with, like tori's not the only example there's so many people that we run we we so many examples but for example tori this past month we were exhausted you know like every day had the craziest of schedules mm-hmm. um and but it's exactly what we wanted mm-hmm. so there's this weird thing that about that that just it just ends up being you know we were completely grateful but it's 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 I don't know how to describe it. It's just one of those things that you've never, if you've never experienced it, the the amount of tired <laughs> that you have day day in and day out. It's but it but we can't complain because it's exactly where we wanted to be. Yeah. So it's it's the same with anyone. Like we're exhausted on doing your your acting thing or, or any anything any any element on anyone's passionate lives. That ex- when it starts getting successful is also when it starts getting busy. Yeah. And when you're also run out of time for everything else. And ev- that's also when everyone thinks, like, oh, where did she, f- she fell off the map. Why don't I hang out with her anymore? It's because she's devoting so much time to the one thing she really wants to do. Right. No different than any of us. It's just, we only have so much time in the day. We only have yeah. so much RAM in our head. That, <laughs> RAM in the head. Of course, the editor says. Yeah. You, you, you only could There's spend so much, memory. So much yeah. time on so many things. So you got to really figure out what's important. Yeah. And it's interesting how, like, once you start doing well, everyone thinks they're entitled to that time. Right, like all of a sudden, everyone just wants to hang out with you, and you out of like, nowhere. Yeah, yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. It's, uh, again, I can't. Uh, I I struggle to really be really uh, fiercely protective of my time, just because I have the intent to become or to get where I want to go, and I imagine that where I want to go is going to be a very time scarce lifestyle. So. In that, I get very, very protective, and that's kind of my preemptive thing. Again, I don't know what the hell's going to happen, but I have every intention of working my butt off to make things happen. But should that happen, I'm like doing it now, where I'm like, this is my me time, and you can't mess with that. You can't, you cannot invade this time that I set aside for myself. And also, when it comes to work, like that's the whole, everyone gets so and this can be a discouraging factor they're like well if i have to compromise my sanity my time and my family or like my time with my spouse or whatever right then like they choose to forego xyz you can say that like oh they weren't maybe they just didn't have enough passion they didn't want it bad enough that they weren't willing to give that up but i'm like there are people but my mind i'm like there are some people out there who can manage that balance yeah and who knows what they had to go through to get there but like that's my goal. Like I still, I don't. I I sincerely hope that I don't become somebody that like loses all connection with like people that matter because I become a workaholic. And I could see myself doing that because I love what I do. No, but you, you, know? you. I mean, I don't. No question that that's all true. But you just get better at figuring out what's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, what's really and you just really make time not. for the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. This is the best part of getting like well, and like I'm turning thirty soon, and I'm like as soon as it turned July. It like you because it's July. I was like, oh my god, it's my birthday month, you know. And then Fourth of July is exactly <laughs> two weeks before my birthday, so I'm like, it's always that marker. Like, oh, you got two weeks. I'm just picturing you jumping out of your bed, like it's my birthday month, <laughs> like hands in the air. No, like, but this time was sure very running around. But this time was so different. I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because there's a lot of things that are definitely in flux in my life. You know, my life is never ever boring, and I'm very grateful for that. But I was like, damn. 
I got some stuff to think about, you know, like. Well, I, okay. Here's another thing. I never really, I never really finish anything unless this is such an artist thing. But I never really finish anything unless I'm at the eleventh hour already. Mm-hmm. If you give me two weeks to finish a project, I'm not going to start it until you know a day, <laughs> the night before. I got. I feel so, you. That's that's yeah. how I am. That's I a very college way of thinking, but yeah. it's it's also very. That's what artist. college trains you for. Yeah, yeah but it's also I, and I'm you know how many years of doing this? I, I haven't gotten any better. Yeah. So <laughs> I still start at the last minute. But I I have also found that I need that pressure that pressure of or I'm never or I'm never going to do it. Mm-hmm. If, so you could think of thirty as being something a wake-up call in a sense of being like dang i really want to do all of this now right i'm gonna do all of this now. right like that's me you know you know up two weeks into a project uh, the two days before it's due <laughs> i should start you know i probably should think about this now <laughs> and it's that little push. Get my camera <laughs> yeah like i have a video that needs to be out by the morning it's nowhere close to done but I love that you took a break to talk with us. By the way, yeah, yeah. No. I'm, like, I'm super happy. I'm glad to be. Here. Speaking of which, we still haven't gotten to the um, the reason why. <laughs> yeah, we asked Andrew over. See, this is why I love oh, talking to him. We're hanging out forever and ever. <laughs> Chat. Yeah. What is the thing, though? I don't know. I don't. I'm, why am I here? I don't. I don't. Well, okay. <laughs> so I was told to be here. So, <laughs> so you're our... invited. You came out. I can't believe this is the first time you're here. I was the first time actually being here. here yeah, right? you always drop me off. Yeah. You mean we, like, our, go grab you mean coffee. our office in yeah. North Hollywood? Yeah. Sure. Office. We always grab like a drink or like pie or something yeah. and hang out. But he Have never you guys been to the Idol Hour yet? He's and gone. Yes. yes. I, I was cool. being a grandma and I was I like, I need to sleep. It's cool. It's new. It's probably it's probably one of the very the only things left from like an era where they used to make bars into yeah. Disneyland type of rides. It's like a bar that yeah. looks like a barrel. Yeah. Yeah. It, it had a theme to it and there's not enough people that do that anymore today. That's true. That's so, really cool. So it's cool that, that yeah. they reopened that one. But our office roommate, uh, Mr. John Enriquez, texts me and Minji in the middle of Fourth of July, saying, "Yeah, lit- literally <laughs> in the middle of the fireworks." I'm oh, like, really? John, what? Yeah. what? <laughs> like, I thought he was. I was like, "Are Andrew you hurt?" Like, Andrew Rose has a story. You guys must, you must listen to it and record it. I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm not even going to try telling you because I can't do it justice, and so you just need to hear it straight from him. <laughs> oh well, now no pressure. I don't even remember what story <laughs> I, I told him. So, <laughs> well, let, let's just segue into it. So, speaking of being on tour all the time, I hear there was a funny story. Well, I don't you. know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. What story? When did we talking you get about? back? We'll 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 ease into it. Uh, I got back a few. He has to check his, he has to check his Apple Watch. Apple Watch tells him exactly. Like Siri, I, that, that was Siri one of the things about tour, man. We you we, lose days. You we, don't know. It when. wasn't about. You could not. You you physically could not think about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If you did, there was so much going on today, and there's so much going on tomorrow, and there's so much going on the day after that. That if you tried to think about tomorrow, you'd lose your mind. So we were live. We somehow trained ourselves to live day by day, mm-hmm. and I, I, I personally hadn't really had much experience on how to do that because I was always planning ahead, mm-hmm. making sure we had uh, whatever shows coming up, make sure that equipment's at this show. You know, I, I was really good at planning ahead, but this schedule was so intense, literally minute to the minute schedule, not not hour to the hour schedule. I've experienced hour to the hour schedule. You plan out a whole day. This was minute to the minute, where every fifteen minutes, sometimes there would be something else going on. So, I can I can give you an example. So we did, I think by the end of the tour, the tour just finished a couple of days ago. There's about twenty shows, twenty sold out shows. Went to I don't know how many states, but you know thousands of miles. We all traveled by a bus. We traveled by road. So it, for for four or five weeks, we were all over the country, uh-huh. all the way up to Vancouver and Toronto as well, um, and. It was the most intense down-to-the-minute schedule I've ever experienced. I could give you an example of 
for example, uh, album release week, uh, specifically the New York show day. So the New York show was show 16 or something like that into the 20 shows or whatever. Um, And this was probably, everyone knew it, like dreading, it was super exciting, Mm -hmm. but dreading the amount of things that needed to happen this day. (laughs) And it was literally, she, she, yeah, it (laughs) was just like, I'm just going to sleep, hibernate and crawl into a ball. Yeah. So um, she, she, uh, she was doing uh, an award show in Canada called Much Music, I think it's called. Okay. And so she, uh, the Saturday and Sunday, she, Sunday night, she's doing, she's performing on in, on air. And Monday morning, she's doing Good Morning America in New York. Oh, my God. So literally coming from the show, straight from stage in Canada. I wasn't there. I was already in New York pre- uh, prepping for New York stuff. Um, so she goes from Toronto, I think it, I think it was Toronto to New York. Um, you know, plane is late. You know, you, you're arriving in the a.m. already to New York. Um, you have GMA call time, Good Morning America call time at like 3 a.m. for Glam Call. What? So they literally got to their hotel, I think, an hour before the call time. Wow. Um, so she hadn't sl- slept. And oh I, I, was, makeup's for. I was actually saying this to John yesterday. I said, I don't think I've ever experienced um, a moment in my life where I where I had to, this this fear of knowing how tired you are and it's and knowing that your call time is in an hour mm-hmm. and knowing that this is a 16 hour day coming <laughs> and it's it's one of those things oh that it, so uh, there was also four four days in a row for me on my end because I'm, I'm i'm shooting for all day and i'm also trying to find time to edit it's been it was probably something i'll never be able to do like agree i'll for sure get an editor next time uh-huh. it's learning for me <laughs> but I, i'm i'm trying to figure out how to shoot and get and hit my deadlines for when these videos need to come out. There needs to be a tour recap video every week. Oh my God. And you know, we're doing four or five shows a week. Um, zero downtime to put these together. So these videos take two to three days or regularly take two to three days to put together. So it was very hard to figure out. I'm, I'm shooting for 10 hours during the day and now we're back on the bus heading to the next town and I'm supposed to, everyone's going to sleep and that's the only time I can edit. Oh my God. So there was four days in a row. I remember vividly of only getting an hour of sleep each night for four days consecutively. And I don't think I've ever done that. Not even in college. That was, that was the toughest time for me. Yeah. Um, That is intense. I was going to say like, that reminds me of like finals week in college, but it was never that dire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had some bad times in college too. All nighters and stuff. This was like, multiple and, and it was like what's your wait till you're 30 oh yeah no i don't even want to i don't even know when he's 30 he's got people doing that i know that's exactly that's, that's what i'm saying i don't want to have to do this at 30, but, but but it was I, a great experience and it t- actually t- like i said to john yesterday i said this is you know i'm very glad that we went through the hardest of times because now back here it's some hard things things that might appear to be difficult are not that so bad. Hard. Yeah. So yeah. it's good to figure out how to train yourself to be through it all, to and go through it all. You got yourself so. a back in my day story for all the a little bit. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> you, you got some because think about how much technology is going to advance. Well, I feel like the expectations are going to rise too as techn- like do you know what I'm saying because when I think of st- so when we did the shut up and dance video for collaboration I want that was like my little idea that I wanted to do for yeah. collab. So Minji, after making her ro- like romantic film debut, got really into iMovie. 
Oh my god, I love iMovie. Making... I've been well. I did my own real stuff. I did like little <laughs> trailers with my family when we took a beach day from Memorial. I yeah. love it. Like it's super fun. And so she um, dragoon all of the collaboration LA staff into um, doing lip-syncing. a lip sync video for her next project. This is something I want to do since collaboration in San Francisco. Since the mo- uh, video, you know, you know Sarah Bareilles, right? Yeah. Um, she did a she did a video where Pharrell and Adam Levine and like all her friends did a a cover where they're lip syncing Uncharted, mm. and I love that video. And I was like, I want to do that for staff. And I I I was totally, com- you know, sweetly trying to like, hey guys, do you want to do that? And I was like, no. So we're doing this. Like I finally just put my foot down. Yeah. It's like everyone who wants to participate, send me a video by blah. So do you I, want to talk about the hardest day of your life? Oh my god. Okay. So <laughs> it was the day before the show, and I have a million errands to run because, of course, there's all the last minute details. We need to get all the power strips together. We need to get. I need to go to Costco to get all the snacks and the water bottles and blah blah blah. So. That's what I should have been doing. And I did do it, but I had the most stressful day of my life. And this is when I, I definitely thought of you. I thought of him. And John's here. Hi, John. Um, because... That was beautiful podcasting, by the way. Oh, thank you. Because um, freaking getting everybody's... So I was gathering clips from everyone, first of all. Second of all, I had to import all that into iMovie. That took like eight jillion hours. And once it's imported, I had to freaking edit it and whatever and exporting whatever... Oh my god! It literally—I thought it would take up a, a few hours. Maybe like I budgeted maybe two, three hours. It yeah. took probably thirty-six because it was supposed to be done mm. Wednesday. It was on Friday. Yeah. Because it just—and I wanted to like break things. Yeah. No, I—that's I, welcome to my world. How so. do you? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But you go through enough of those to to figure out how not to do that exactly. So exactly. No. By the end of it, I was way. like, oh, so that's how this works. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But oh my god! But I was down There's to the no wire. There's no learning the easy way in that in my world. So it's learning the hard way many times. Yeah. Until you just finally got the hang of it. Where's where was the project where you like? Oh, I kind of got this. I kind of got it going now. Do you, do you remember um, that or was it just very I don't know. Gradual? I've been doing this for forever, like like seventh grade forever, like mm. with VHS over the shoulder camcorder forever. What? And my dad, my parents had one of those old school ones over the, you know, actual VHS tapes. And we'd be editing with my friends. We'd be at a park filming stupid stuff. And we'd be editing by rewinding and taping over wow. and you know the old school nice. way super that's, manual that's yeah. so cool and we so we would do that because it was fun we, we thought it was fun so that it's totally in your blood then you're totally uh, yeah. living your for, life purpose I remember, yeah we used to do that in high school too like in the honors track because they let us do whatever we wanted for our projects we always just would just film stuff yeah that's so, so cool. we would film like a scene from death of a salesman but uh, like yeah, yeah put in like visual gags and we were just dumb kids but we did that in uh, high school actually now that i think about it i did a bonnie so my friend jeff shout out to jeff ebner who's an amazing he was he was you he was doing stuff since middle school where he was just so into photography and video and he was already doing so like the school hired him apparently to like he filmed our science fairs and all this stuff like he (laughs) was the guy because everyone knew that he was so into it and he happened to be in my english classes i think two different years Mm -hmm. so one year we did a bonnie and clyde thing where i play bonnie and um he did a he did a split screen thing which was like super cool at that time yeah, we're yeah. like what the hell <laughs> yeah and then the second year we did the real world pleasanton where i played phoebe who's uh catcher in the ride the little sister oh yeah we did the real world where it was like uncle tom's cabin catcher in the ride like the characters of these books were living in this mansion and <laughs> and he did the whole thing remember with the white writing Oh, he did like the overlays. Yeah, he did the overlays. It was so cool, and we all felt like we were part of like the coolest project ever because Jeff the Wizard like (laughs) knew how to do crap with video. Yeah, we did that in high school as well. That's so so cool. cool. 
I don't know. Like, you're like, oh, I'm friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> he makes me look really cool. <laughs> I just show up in overalls. I'm like, I was the drama thespian. <laughs> well, but like back then, this like this is in your blood too. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even though you know, looking at it now, it just it looks like high school kids made it. Like when we presented to our class, it was like the coolest thing. Yeah. You know, we were all super proud of it. Everyone else thought it was dumb, but we all thought it was. They awesome. can all suck it. <laughs> there was a okay, but here's an example. There was a moment. For me, anyway, I don't know about Tori, but we, we I don't even know if I said this yet, but we just finished a big tour, mm-hmm. and um, I did say that, but <laughs> losing, this is, uh, losing my mind, so, um, so we, the day before we were heading back, we're, album release week, the day we're, that we just finished the New York show, which was album release day, so the next day we're flying back to LA to do more album promo stuff back in LA, we're coming from New York, and but right before that flight, we had a Target shoot, uh, she's got a... Uh, something going on with target where they are exclusively launching a certain version of her album and in target stores oh, we can target a lot of airplay this this week just yeah. saying mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. um and so we so we were doing a shoot and we had pr- prior we had previously done a shoot in minneapolis for target um with at the big target headquarters and with a big production and stuff like that and and sometimes we always say it's it's always better for just us just us two to run around and go shoot something. Mm-hmm. Um, the bigger productions are, are cool, but sometimes it's fun to just... The best comes when you're, like, comfortable. Yeah, it's just, like, yeah. you and your buddy. Yeah, so so we... Um, so the last thing that we needed to do... So we were walking into Target, like, okay, another shoot, cool. We got It's just, like, every day we had, we had things like this. So we thought it was just going to be another one. And we show up and get there, and then our representative from Capitol Records says, oh, no, Andrew, you're shooting this one. And Tori, we're, you're just going to go run around Target and do stupid stuff. And the security team will be right next to you if you need anything. And we were like, really? And we, our faces <laughs> were like the, the brightest kids in the candy shop. Like We get to play. We get to do everything we've always wanted to do in a Target and not get kicked out. It was it was amazing. So we actually, she even told a story of how she got kicked out with her friends of Target in the luggage section and they were accidentally knocked over, like knocked over a luggage, which in turn knocked over all of the luggages. The domino effect. <laughs> yeah. Very and nice. so they got kicked out of Target. And um, we went back into Target and knocked over a luggage. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was things like that. So we had a really good time, you know, sometimes yeah. when we were just working together. Oh, cool. that's amazing. But, yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, I mean, that's how you got pulled into because you and Tori were friends. I mean, this is because like started from the bottom. Now we're here. Cause, like, <laughs> she was like, no, I need you there. Because I remember the one of the projects where I was talking with Andrew. He's like, I'm going to shoot the, the video for Paper Hearts, which I loved that song. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorite songs that I heard from that album. And I was like, oh, my God, because, you know, I was like, it's all the feelings. And yeah, I got to go and John was there helping you yeah, yeah. and you know i was watching the shoot and i that's when i met her and i was like was this real life yeah <laughs> and that was that was a cool day too where where ian eastwood dancer he, he was in yeah. that video too so it was ian tori and i kind of just got together and a few other, a couple of other people got together and said hey let's just go away and make something mm-hmm. like because pr- prior to that or or just seeing from other experiences it's big productions you you lose a lot in a big production I've seen I've been on some music video sets where a great team shoots it, lights it, to every piece of it is great, the location is good, it looks like a movie. Mm-hmm. And and then you hand it off to this post production company that wasn't uh... there and that all they have is maybe bullet points of how to put it together. 
but you lose so much in lost in translation mm-hmm. when you involve it has nothing to, that's just one example but when you involve so many other people mm-hmm. you lose so much in there that mm-hmm. you kind of can't avoid sometimes right. so when you the only way to avoid it is to just keep it keep your your crew small right and so that was one of the projects where tori ian and i kind of ran off and said let's just go make something and um there was that you know it, it arguably turned out it really well so it was a beautiful video yeah. you sent a first cut to me i had feedback i have no idea if you incorporated it but i felt super honored that you would even ask my opinion <laughs> very was, nice it was really really fun yeah, that was that was a few years ago, and that was that was a good one. That was a good project. It was really fun. We all kind of felt. I'm just pretty picturing good. like some like Leslie Nobby. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get coherent babbling on email form. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that happened on set, and I had to say, Minji, stop. <laughs> <laughs> We're filming now. You know we can what? Hear you. We're picking you up on the mic. Yeah. It was funny. Um, I was talking about this with uh, a friend of mine because I was talking about I Love Lucy because I Love Lucy is one of my favorite shows ever. Because I, I have a, I have a really soft spot for like really good physical. Um, comedy that's very accessible to everybody. I love raunchy, dirty comedy. I love, you know, <clears throat> all f- all forms. You know, I love stand-up and whatever. And people go way off the deep end with that. But I have, like, a really big soft spot for comedy that a baby can watch and laugh, you know, because it's just silly. Yeah. And then, like, adults, that it's really smart still. <clears throat> and I feel like I Love Lucy was always that to me. Like, she's very accessible. But one of the things that people loved about it is, like, if you watch her shows, <coughs> excuse me, like, she has so many superstars of that time during the 50s she had every movie star under the sun did a cameo or was on her show at one point or another and her role in the show is always to be like the starstruck housewife she like it's hilarious because she's like literally getting crap all over her she's like burning things she's (coughs) she's falling apart because she's so awestruck and but that's how she really was she was super professional and super respectful and she never had issues with that but her ability to play like how everybody feels when you get to be around someone that you admire so much like i love that about her that's what made her so real and yeah. i was like i don't care who i ever became or become like i still like oh my god i was like oh my god i get to know you i get to be in the same <laughs> yeah room as it's you. jimmy fallon right now he, he gets he he you can tell that he's so super appreciative of the place he's in yeah and the the role he's playing in like history yeah and not, not everyone gets to sit in that seat exactly and, and it's all, crazy all of the people that come you know to his show he's a fan of he knows about them ahead of time it's yeah. not like just someone that's like all right who am i coming who's coming next who are you yeah. Yeah. and he just wants <laughs> and they all want to play along with his like right. his games and his you know his segments yeah, yeah. I love lip sync battle came from that show i know yeah. <laughs> and then I, we totally sold it for a club. Nice. <laughs> jenny yang yeah. Cool. yeah and i and i hope like we didn't talk about that we jenny didn't yang's uh, lip sync thing you will see it. There will be a video. Yeah, for those of you who missed uh, Collaboration LA, we had a pretty awesome lip sync battle segment. And uh, you send the, uh, there's a highlight video hopefully coming out very sometime soon. this it week. Should, very yeah, soon. It yeah, it should be soon. By the time you hear this, there's a 50% chance it might be out. <laughs> <laughs> it, basically, you're saying it might be out or it might not be yeah. out. It, it so. may not. No, but it was awesome. It was it was just so much fun to watch our friends who are awesome comedians and actors and very, very dedicated to being awesome and it was like entertainment at its finest they committed so deeply they went out and bought costumes there were wigs and um it was epic but i think that's the thing like when it's something that when you have a uh i guess a a platform where people just can come and have fun they're happy to come and help they're happy to contribute yeah and it's like um 
like you're talking about just like you and Tori just having fun. Like, you know, this podcast came out from that. It was just sitting around a table talking about just and realizing that what, what we're saying is kind of magical. And we were saying we that because totally we, like we'd that. have these conversations, you know, we always like yeah. talk about this stuff over a beer or something. And right. it's like, no, this is really cool stuff that yeah. that um, friends who have visited or like, you know, when like Scott was visiting, he was so st- I know Scott's listening to this and like, oh, my God, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. <laughs> but like, you know, I love that because I, I, I feel very honored to be friends with the friends that I have. But like for Scott to come in from D.C. and it's like he looks up to you so much and he's followed your work and he's like, oh, my God, I'm eating Thai food. With <laughs> and that's you know that's awesome and that conversation that we had um he he was you just kind totally of out of him i totally outed him but scott <laughs> is such a good heart on his sleeve guy he doesn't care no um, but that's i mean that's i'm super appreciative that that even exists for me uh but it i feel like that's how it is for anyone that does uh, what they what they're super passionate about. If you're super passionate about anything, whatever it is, and you can, and you decide to do it, and yeah. you, and then you excel in it, and you get maybe say known for it or something like that. Yeah. Then it's nice to see, you know every once in a while you see some rewards and oh, and yeah. people that who are fans of your work. And I'm I'm definitely fans of other people's yeah. works. Now I've yeah. said it to them, and they they're so it feels like for them they're like really well, that's weird. Yeah. And that's <laughs> you're, what? Like you're, and then that's the same how I how I get when when someone says it to me. And but that's that's like for example we shot a in 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 atlanta we shot a music video uh for what tori's song should have been us mm. and uh i only shot a very small part of it but it was the stage performance shots we actually paused the atlanta show to to film this music video we needed to get a couple of performance takes involving the crowd of atlanta it was kind of cool and um it everything else was shot by a guy named rory kramer he did a great job um, but I, I had the task of basically sh- going on stage, pausing the show, a very unorthodox thing to do. Uh-huh. And I remember the first thing I said was, because Tori, um, she does she does her set of music, and the last song before the regular, there's an encore, but, but the last song before the regular set ends is Should Have Been Us, the song that we need to film the music video for. So right before we did that song, we paused the show. Tori says, hey, we we came here yesterday, and we actually shot a music video on the streets of Atlanta. And, uh, but we think it's missing just a little bit of something. I think we want to incorporate you guys with it. So, and the the reason why I brought this up is that everyone's super appreciative and just a fan of being part of something or being, yeah, part of something is the best way to put it. They forever now will remember that day. Yeah. And that, that was one of the most special days for them. And they also can look back on it on YouTube and say that I was in that crowd. Yeah. And so it, it has nothing to do with. You know, it, it's just a, nice to be a fan of someone who's passionate about what they do. Yeah, and that's for for a lot of people, Tori. So, and that's what I think it, it's it's most apparent with artists, right? Like, there's yeah. tons of pa- passionate people who are oh, doing totally. all kinds of things, and that's really really cool. I, when I get you start to up. be a face for something, yeah, like an artist is always usually that's how it is. When you start to be the face of something, that's where you what you're talking about starts to appear more. That, that's really so. daunting. <laughs> It's true. You are a yeah. brand now. I mean, especially you on stage or or whatever. You stand for something, and you also represent something, and all that. I, I even me. I'm I'm behind the scenes, and I still have an image. That and not an image is a bad word, but you know, you stand. You have a brand. A brand. And brand. Fans. It's, it's kind of true. Yeah. It's, I mean, we're the millennials, and like everyone's gets like rolls their eyes. They're like, oh god, they're rebranding oh, themselves. Another one. Well, because no. I I do too. But it, at the end of the day, it's true. If yeah. the shoe fits, wear it. And that's what I feel like is different right now because we did, they did everyone did that for for it, 
all eternity. Oh but yeah, it's just yeah. called rebranding. But now there's now. a now, now there's <laughs> the term for that, yeah. Yeah. which we can now put in Webster's dictionary. Right. But I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting thing just because I hope that that drives more authenticity, and I think so. Like again, me being like the eternal optimist, as much as there's like this intolerable like garbage out there, because there are people. Whatever, I don't even need it. But there are people who like really use the opportunity to like say, hey, I'm going to be different by being myself versus like a projected image. And that's, I think it gets really tough when you're like an adolescent, you're still figuring out who the hell you are. Yeah. Which takes a long time, sometimes till the time you're 30. But, um, and that's why rebranding exists. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's revent. I mean, that's the bad way to put it, but everyone's trying to figure themselves out and you have no idea who you're going to be, even at our age right now. We don't know what we're going to do in five years. Exactly. And how, and how rebranding, will, how much rebranding will actually do in our lives. You know, So that's everyone nowadays. You're just basically trying to figure out the best way you want to live. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, just looking through the average course of even you know, us as the older millennials, like I've gone through maybe two or three career changes. You've gone through a couple of career changes. Like we're totally different than what we were when we were 20, 22. Yeah. Well, that was also that's also actually a kind of a difference of past generations and now. It's widely it's way more widely accepted now to be able to have a career change many of them right. opposed to back, you know, generations ago where you got a job, you stuck with it for you, 34 you did years this, and then you retired. It doesn't matter if you like it anymore. You yeah. just that's what you did yeah. because the the consequences of leaving that and trying to find something else were too great. Like families happen, you know, all that stuff. You couldn't leave, you couldn't actually leave the job. Here, it's actually, I've seen places, especially in the social media and tech startup world, where they they frowned upon you staying at a company for more than a year. They want you to bounce around to, to, to see the world of whatever it is right? Yeah. so that you can get hired at this place with eight years and eight companies under your belt and show us from eight different perspectives, all in one person, how to make this company better. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's, that was never accepted prior I mean, to it's, this. It's a, yeah, it's a difference in generational perspective that, and it's also why, you know, the older generation thinks that we're all wishy-washy and we don't know how to, you know, stay in one place. But at the same time, we're interested in finding where we fit in right. and getting as much exposure to everything as possible. And that's a, some people say that that's a direct result of our parents' generation being so focused. Their values meant that we're, our families are more financially stable sometimes mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that we kind of have a safety net too. Right. You know, and no, that, I guess, I mean, yeah. from our parents' generation, I've discussed, discussed this, especially because of the career path I chose and how much discussion that required and still requires. <laughs> well, we're artists. We're already the outcasts. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and, but like, I'm trying, but what I'm trying to, you know, for me, I, I want to have trust between my parents and myself so that they know, you know, just to assure them like, dude, nobody cares more about my well-being than me. Nobody cares more about my stability and my happiness and my well-being than me. So I get where you're coming from. And in that, you know, I don't know how to look at it completely because to some sometimes I'm just like, there could be that situation where you can look at it as like you're super adaptable, right? Like that's a really good trait to have that you can change environments, you can change a job and be, you know, light on your feet and be quick and smart and whatever and learn and adapt. That's a really good way of looking at it. I think sometimes that can be a euphemism for someone who's just a freaking flake. And there is value in people who can like stick it out through variations of, you know, and like that's what I guess my question mark is with our generation and younger if we're setting that up to be the norm of like you're supposed to jump around everywhere, like 
I think so. I mean, I think that's what's happening. I don't know if it's good or bad. That's yeah, exactly. Time will tell. We, we we don't I know mean, yet. It could be but... cyclical. I mean, the next generation, like the right. um, the Gen Z, they might just be like super conservative, like one job, you guys are one career people. And we're gonna stay in one like, spot. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Yeah, it's the same. Like, like Generation X was pretty. They're you know, they're all counterculture. Like more, they're known to be more re- rebellious. Right. Yeah, that's their yeah. thing. Ours is more like we're into our own like well being and being happy. Yeah, but there's so many <laughs> right? factors that that brought about yeah. our generation it's environmental too right like yeah. the advent of social media the, the fact that we can go out start making videos and make a decent living off of being creative the fact that we can go and just start a company if we have an idea because the tools are cheaper now yeah that was, more players, yeah. That was yeah also just just uh families are starting later uh you know we're living longer you know allowing the 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 social norm of it's okay to be single at however older age than having to get married at 18 and have a family you know yeah. like and follow your parents footsteps i mean that that whole mm-hmm. kind of that just that idea in itself changed yeah therefore all of this is wide open now yeah i was yeah. talking to my mom about freezing my eggs and she freaked out <laughs> because that's a okay, thing now that's a that's it is a, a thing lot. and there's companies Especially tech companies yeah they're putting yeah. they're they're giving money for for women to freeze eggs yeah. and you know what like focus on you don't yeah. have to yeah. You know, have that in your head all the time. Exactly. And that's that's what I've, like, discussed with my mom because I'm trying to, you know, the convert like, <laughs> I always try to, like, cut off the conversation yeah. before it gets there, but it usually gets there soon, especially now that my birthday is around the corner, including today. But it's, like, I'm trying to have this conversation so that I can be honest with her and let her know where I stand on everything and reassure her so she's not sitting there stressing. But she's pretty set in her ways, and I think this is the last thing that she has to worry about, so she's gonna. <laughs> it's yeah. a cultural thing, though, because like if you think about it, people your age and Asia now, are they get a certain stigma, right? So right, it's probably but it's biology, over, too. Right? So like I get it, too. You know, I, I was studying to be a doctor. I understand like what happens to your body as you age, what the the best age to like have to bear children to prevent health issues and stuff that we can't we haven't the 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 medical field has bec- become more sophisticated. I don't imagine that I'm going to have as many problems as some woman who's 30 years old in a third world country. Of course, you know, mm-hmm. I have all these advantages. I'm very privileged in that way. But like. I don't know. It's like, it is a cultural thing, but my mom's like, you know, and I can't argue with that because she's just like, it's biology, honey. You can't, you don't, 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 don't argue science. And she's like, you should know. And I was like, damn it. Well, that's the big thing of all, <laughs> anyone that's running their own company or any entrepreneur or something like that. We are basically our own business at the moment. Yeah. Any actress, actor, anything that's doing what we're doing is on their own and in their own world. And it's very, for example, you could even tangent this to relationships. It's very hard to have someone else understand the world that we're in so you know how am i expected to have a family if i can't even figure out my own life yet it's taking me another 10 like i know it's there i I could see the light if i just keep (laughs) just going towards this direction being good at you know being hitting some successful marks just keep doing i I know it's there i know it's possible yeah and i will it's like do me now and i could do the whole family later right i could do that whole i know it's, it's gonna happen yeah. But that's an idea that was never accepted prior to this generation, too. So the fact that there are options now to even make that possible, right, right, I think right. it's pretty cool. And in, in a generational difference in argument, that's always going to happen. And, so. right. I mean, it levels kind of the playing field, too, between even men and women. Because, you know, men have the option even when we're, like, grandpa age. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, but, but you also want to think about, I mean, it's 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 directly correlated with, you know, do I want to wait forever? Because at that point, then... I'm going to have to date someone completely younger than me. You know, it's not a completely bad thing, yeah. but it's just things that, you know, <laughs> I'm, th- I'm thinking yeah. about like figure out your career. I'm very 
I'm huge about figure out your career now mm-hmm. and figure and and because you can always do the family later. Yeah. Even though the biology, I know the biology part of it, but it's like you only get one ch- chance to do this now. Right. There's career thing is very hard to start up again after you do a family. Right. And a lot yeah. of other things come into play. So, but fun, I don't know. And, I, and I think on the flip side too, there are people who maybe unexpectedly or maybe they just, they were like, well, you know what? There, there will never be a right time for me to have a family. I actually know people who, you know, they decided, you know what? There's never going to be a right time and I love my career, but I also am madly in love with this person and that person came out of nowhere. And that's fine too. And that's awesome because, you know, like, it, and it kind of, that reboots, it's a rebranding phase. Like, oh, now I'm a father, so or mother or what I'm a parent now. So now you're going to kind of reconfigure. And like, yeah. that's, I, that's a really inspirational thing for me because I don't know at this point if I'm going to get married and have children, but to see that there are people out there that are really awesome actors, directors, writers, producers, whatever, and that they have families. I'm like, someone out there is doing it. Well, no, and that's so good to see. see. Keep those examples at the ready because there's a, there's too many bad examples in, right. in the entertainment industry of right. seeing just... It, and that's because... Because they don't make headlines, guys. Well, the good stuff, no one wants to read the good stuff. <laughs> exactly. But, but it's just the bad things that yeah. you see. And, I'm, and, and it scares me. Wrecks. Well, it just scares yeah. me to see, like, what if I wanted to be a Steven Spielberg someday? And what if I wanted to figure out how to have a personal life and a very nice business? professional life right and from what i've been seeing it's not possible like because i don't see the ones that are possible right right, tom hanks denzel washington those guys are like my go-to examples of being like they figured out how to do what they wanted to do and also have a nice private life and just like live like a regular person right and they could turn off fame if they need to they can go to the airport because that's not their goal you know because they handle it well right and they just i think they've they've done it enough and they're 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 professional. They've tenure yeah. and all that stuff. So, so I gotta keep. They don't the care about music. trending every day. And- For real, yeah, yeah. how do I stay relevant? <laughs> I mean, that's that's not your job. So yeah. I'll leave that to someone else. Yeah, so. your publicist. That's what I'm saying. That's not Tom Hanks's job. Someone else is gonna tell him what he needs to do at some point. He needs to worry about, you know, living life. Yeah, and having a good being time. being a happy person yeah. so that you can show up to set on time and not be hungover. <laughs> there's there's a um there, I don't know, a wellness factor that. So many people pass up and just look over and stuff like that. Like on tour, you know, there's so many things that need to happen. So many things that are going wrong. So many things that uh, damage control, all these things that just need to be fixed. And all of that needs to not be in Tori's head. Yeah. Because Tori, I mean, it's not only, I, I'm only bringing up Tori because we just got off tour. But she, her job is to, is, is you know, she has one job. And yeah. it's to perform and to be happy and to inspire and all of that stuff. And there's a lot of technicalities that come with that, and running a tour. And, and, and God, I can't even imagine. So <laughs> she doesn't need to know about any of that stuff. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. And, that's, and, the, and now I, I now know what a manager, why a manager exists or, or yeah. someone else or a team. It's Put so out that, the fires. It's so that you as the artist can just create and mm-hmm. not have to worry about anything else. Because if you tried to worry about everything else at the same time, you're going to lose your mind. So... <laughs> It's and that's kind of what we're doing as individual, uh, you know, running our own businesses right now. We're trying to do the business side and the creative side, it's and we're losing exhausting. our minds. So, <laughs> so I, I bet you there's a plenty of other people out there that can relate. So, but yeah. at some point, you know, it's it's the idea of figuring out how to just balance everything. I love that you're dropping that knowledge because I think that's just sides of we talk about it. But I mean, from you and like all the experience you're gaining, I just I love hearing about it because it's that it's the reality and it's the unglamorous. It's the ugly, sleepless bags under your eyes. I believe they don't know which way is up. Right. (laughs) It's true. I believe they call it the sausage. 
The what? How the sausage gets made. Oh, oh no one yeah. Wants to see how the, no yeah, one yeah. wants to see how the sausage gets made. <laughs> it's true. It's, but it's true. So you gotta really want it. Yeah. Because you got it because there's there's a lot of ups and downs. It's it's definitely worth it in the end. Like if anyone has any listening out there that has a passion to do something, definitely do it. Yeah. yeah. Because and and you're gonna have to go through a lot of stuff, but it's you know it, it's it pays off. Yeah. I so. agree. That's the lesson. Yeah. Do what you want. If you want to do something, do it and be prepared to uh, you know make some sausage while you're at it. <laughs> Yes. Is that going to be the is photo? That the, is that the line? <laughs> he always puts a like random photo based on like one of the anecdotes from our podcast, and he, it becomes a photo for. Well, now that you called it out, I have to do it. Now. No, you don't have to do it. Should I put like already made sausage or sausage being ground? Stop up? it! Ew, oh. God, no one I wants to see. That. No one wants to see that. <laughs> um, that's about. We've been talking for like over an hour now. Wow. Oh man. See, time flies. Yeah, time flies, man. And you have to come back. Yeah, you yeah. got a lot of editing to do. So well, we're gonna we're gonna call it here but before we go as always we're going to go through some upcoming collaboration events for those of you who made it this far thank you for listening to us talk i'm sure it was very hard for you <laughs> um <laughs> all the brilliance that is andrew rose nope um <laughs> for those of you in chicago we got a yacht party coming up this saturday at Dusable harbor um, hey. check out collaboration chicago um dot org and their facebook page for more information collaboration houston showcase is coming up Friday, July 24th at the Stafford Center. So um, tickets should be on sale, if not now, soon. So stay tuned to their Facebook page for more information. Collaboration DC is following that up um, with their showcase on Saturday, uh, August 8th at the um, F. Scott Fitzgerald Theater in Rockville, Maryland. Um, Week after that is Collaboration Dallas on Friday, August 14th at the Latino Cultural Center. And finally, Collaboration Chicago, which is the day after Saturday, August 15th. Um, check that out too if you're there. A lot of shows coming up. A lot of shows coming up. Uh, the showcases are coming fast and heavy and we already have two finalists for Star. So we'll see who else makes the cut. Awesome. Yeah. Well, did we, we, did we also mention Play by Play and KYCC? No, we didn't. But yeah, we're, um, Collaboration has been um, asked to provide entertainment for the Project by Project event Play by Play. Um, In Los Angeles. On um, Saturday, July 25th, so um, which is in LA. Flying so. right back. <laughs> From Houston. And also KYCC, they're having their annual charity concert featuring yeah. Babyface that we're also helping We pro- are helping produce, co-produce. So. I am going to get to do Babyface's sound check and I'm going to freak out. I still freak out every time I think about it. He's going to like sing to you? Oh what's my a, God, what, if he a, does, I will die. Song? I would like to have a camera on me at all times this, in case that that happens. Hey man, I mean, it's like, not like you have someone that could do that. So <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Wait, if he if sings every time I close my eyes, oh my God. Oh, uh, Is that him? Yeah. Was Mariah Carey back oh. when she was lovely? Well, I'm, I don't want to get started. Lovely. You're you're <laughs> st- you're you're still pretty mad about that song, aren't you? It's just anyway. It's your anti Andrew, did jam. you get to tell your story? So was that the, was Target the it's story? It's probably one of those stories. I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, forgot. I'm sure there's one out there that I haven't. T- there's plenty of stories. What was the one you were telling John that he was freaking out about? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's Juan, a lot, get up. A lot going it's on. All right. so. Um, John's one, passed out on the floor next to us. By yeah, the way, he just got back from our a office shoot. roommate. Next time, I mean, if we ever do this again, then I'm sure I'll have plenty of stories. When we do this again, please do. Yeah. And one final um, thing is, if you have any questions, feedback, um, fact checks, or even just um, personality test questions, would you rather for myself and Minji, please email them to podcast at collaboration.org. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that's it. I got to go get some sleep for my improv class. <laughs> Thank you so much, Andrew, for joining us. Uh, 
It was great. Oh, thanks for having me. Very, very inspirational super to fun. our listeners. It's great. Tell your stories. Learn. Yeah. I always learn from Andrew. It's got a very good uh like radio voice, I feel like. Yeah, I know. Nah. Total natural. And you know why? Because there's no camera on him. Ah, <laughs> I bet there is. And we'll look around. What? Now. What? Yeah. Oh, you were Snapchatting him earlier, right? Oh, I did. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It Thank you for coming. Yeah. yeah. And for everyone else, keep Have- collabing. <laughs> that was good. Nailed Have it. a splendid evening. Nailed it. Or day. All right. Bye. Bye. Come on, ten, nothing but vegging and sleeping in. Nine, girls in summer dresses looking fine. Eight, rocking my aviator shades. Number seven, movie marathons with my friends. And six, BBQs and picnics. Number five, playing Smash Brothers all night. Now you might think Nintendo don't depend on the weather, but my thumbs in the summer move quicker than in the winter. Four, chilling in the Bay and New York. Three, vacays with the family. Two, spending my summer with you. In fact, I like it so much. You're my number one, two. Woke up this morning to a tune I couldn't sing, and then you came.